You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Have you ever seen the the the, uh, the YouTube video House of Cosby's? Oh yes, I have. It's so amazing, <laughs> so amazing. I, I'm just kind of curious if uh, if the traffic on that video is going to start going up again. Do you think he did it? What? Because we just mentioned. Do you it? think? Do you think he did it? Do you think we have that far? No, I'm talking about with yeah. just what's going on with Bill. Uh, <sighs> can you Listen, keep that going for like a good five minutes? La, 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 la. He um, the tone he's that one makes of my heroes. Dog shit. We talked about. <laughs> Speaking of that, Jeff, you got somewhere you got to be. <laughs> we uh, we talked about it uh, when we did the Leonard Part Six episode with Bill Cosby. Yeah. He's, he's a hero of mine, man. Like I feel like a lot of my sense of humor came from him. I have that Bill Cosby himself. I probably have that memorized. Like no. I could sit along and, and watch it with him. Uh, and so now he starts to drill. <laughs> <laughs> Dad is great. <laughs> You're giving, giving us a jolly, jolly cake. cake. So it's it's difficult to hear one of those things about your heroes, but uh, yeah, I what? think so. Wow, yeah. several accusations. I, I, this is why I'm saying. You uh, know, I just I was just kind of curious if you thought maybe it, it was a, because I saw like Janice Dickinson was one of the people that jumped onto this. I know, and she doesn't exactly strike me as like the most credible, like, credible or morally stable. No person to but, start bringing charges but, against somebody. But she's also not like she's got a career. She, like, what would she have to gain by coming forward? I mean, other money. than being in the well, money, money. How money? How money? What do you mean suing. from the lawsuit? Yeah, you can't just make an accusation. <laughs> Step three: profit. to try to try to shut her up to to just settle so that way it doesn't. But, because but, he's right. more he's more okay. scared of. I'm not saying he did, or I'm, and I'm not saying he didn't. Yeah. I'm just saying someone like Janice Dickinson is going to jump onto this if not for to get if not for money physical like just actual money okay attention she's someone that's kind of was popular at one point now the last thing you ever saw her on was like fucking celebrity rehab with dr drew i could believe so oh i'm gonna be on oprah now i'm gonna be on fucking dr oz i'm gonna be on dr phil i could believe the attention maybe not so much of the money i feel like she's probably doing okay writing on 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 her past uh you think so uh, i mean she strikes me as the kind of person that blew through everything she had but you know but she gets around like you said all these shows like you see her all the time she's in public for you so i could see that but I don't know. I, I is it is it too is it naive to say that I re- respect her a little bit? Yes, she's abrasive. Yes, she's obnoxious. But I, I like I don't think she would take this sort of thing lightly. Gotcha. Maybe well, maybe I'm right. giving her a little too much credit. I uh, just like you, Bill Cosby. Man, I grew up. He was one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. I hope to God that it's not true, but. Man, I am not about to go one way or the other am, on this. I'm man. a man of science. Joe. I've, I've learned. I learned a long time ago that you know you never want to meet your heroes because you're just going to be let down. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, who was that? Uh, talking about uh, Chewy Chewbacca. Uh yeah, Chewbacca <laughs> definitely was one of them. Uh, so, but then again, at the same time, you know, you meet someone like Tom Cruise, and they're like the the, mo- the salt of the earth. And Shit, did you meet Tom Cruise? I sure did. What a fucking name dropper. Yeah, Tom Cruise and Cameron Crowe on the same day. They were doing a, a press junket thing for Vanilla Sky. Of course, yeah. And they were both amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. I hear that about Tom Cruise. It's yeah. difficult to hate that guy. He was so he was so nice. He was yep. just like, is there anything else I can do for you? See, I know. And then That's you how hear they that get story you. time That's and time again. The Scientology. Yeah. Uh, let me check yeah. your thetan levels. So let me uh let me ask you something before no, we get into this. Let me episode. ask you something, Joe. Well, okay, go ahead and ask me. No, you can ask me first. 
Did you did you see the new Star Wars? This is teaser? what I was going to ask you. Oh. This is exactly what we were going to talk about. Wow, Unagi, you and me. Yes, uh, of course, Orokusaki. dude. I I was so gl- okay. So I was trying not to be a fanboy, but I totally bookmarked the Apple trailer page like the day before. I'm like, this is going to be my home screen for the next 24 hours. Uh-huh. Like, I had my family in town, so I, I couldn't live and die by by when it was released. But I was like, you know what? Going to go to bed Thursday night. Going to wake up, uh, and if it's online, it's online great. And if not, you know, I'm not going to be sitting by my Twitter feed. Yeah, I just happen to wake up like at nine thirty something. I go wake up the old computer and immediately on my Twitter feed, like it had just been posted. Yeah, yeah. Oh my no, online I see it hit me like yes, the Star Wars gods are shining upon me. <laughs> Um, so, and it was funny because like my mom and dad were in town, and uh, you know they know all the old Star Wars movies. Uh-huh. F- first of all, my fucking brother's over, and uh, he's so cynical about it all. I hope you're listening, Lauren, you little shit. Uh, he <laughs> so shit. so they're like, oh, what's this? Yeah, just step back what's so this you can process some stuff here. <laughs> what's this news about this? And this is my mom. What's this news about? I heard no Star Wars trailer or something's coming out tomorrow, and he's like, yeah, this is a new movie and whatever. Han Star Solo Wars. had no sex with Princess Leia in the Star Wars. <laughs> she's she's like, is is it something we would know? And he's like, well, they're just making another Star Wars. And I'm like, dude, you're burying the lead. This is episode seven starring Luke Skywalker, Harrison no, 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 Ford. No, 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 not starring. Well, okay, let's, they're in. Let's take it easy on that. Well, we know they're going to be in it. We know Harrison Ford broke his leg. We know uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. Luke's, I keep forgetting his name, Mark Hamill Mark. Drew, drew an epic an epic Obi-Wan Kenobi-like beard for this. I was uh-huh. That's the disappointing part about the trailer. We'll get to that in a second. Is that they didn't, I was waiting for that one shot of old uh, Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. And they're, they're that's the only back. thing that disappointed you about the trailer? There's a lot of things disappointing. I, I yeah. thought it was going to be in, no, I knew it was going to be a teaser trailer. No, you I know knew what, it was going to be 90 there's, seconds. There's a teaser trailer. And then there's just kind of showing you a bunch of random fucking shots. This was the. This was a. This we're just going to show Abrams. you a bunch of random fucking shots. You know what it was like? Hold on, real quick. Do you watch uh, Mad Men? No. Okay. I, I, at the end of every episode of Mad Men, they always show you next week on Mad Men. And it's just a collection of like. Blah, 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 blah. It's shit that you would have no. You have no idea what next episode's going to happen uh, yeah. more than before. It's just like a bunch of reaction shots and lines that don't mean anything that could be said to anybody at any given time. You don't uh-huh. learn anything. That kind of brilliant. That though. doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. The showing me a bunch of pretty visuals doesn't do anything for me because this isn't 1977. Mm-hmm. If this was 1977 and you showed me a bunch of pretty visuals, I'd have been like, oh my god, this is mind blowing. I've got to see this. Right now, visual effects like that are kind of like you see that in every movie now. Yeah, yeah. What's going to pull me in? What's going to get me excited about a movie? Drop me some story nuggets. Yeah, that's, I know. That's what I'm saying. Drop me some story nuggets. I did. I, I did love how uh, like the trailer. Opens with a black character. It opened with uh, Boyega. John, what's his name? John Boyega. I think so. It opens with him, which to me, you know, I, I almost thought. I wonder if J.J. Abrams is like, "Fuck you, detractors of Star Wars that have said like there are no, <laughs> black, no black main people. characters." You got to now. That we've goes got into three. It. You, you know? know, I saw that, and um, I, I don't. Do you know anything about the story? I don't know anything about the story, but. I um if I were to speculate because yes. a lot of people are like oh my gosh he's a black stormtrooper that's ridiculous they're all clones and I'm like wait yeah, wait yeah, yeah. remember is... when Han and Luke Thank you. snuck onto the Death Star yeah. dressed like storm like this guy definitely Literally. looks like he's trying to get away from something he's a good guy or something yeah. has just happened and there's there's that shot and then there's also the shot of all the stormtroopers in the dropship mm-hmm. and they're all a certain height but then there's one that's a little bit shorter oh I didn't catch that made that. me go aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper <laughs> like it nice. made me say that in my head so I'm like okay maybe this guy 
had to try to escape yeah. from an imperial garrison or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. or escape from a prison. He got out in a stormtrooper outfit, and then when they landed on Tatooine or whatever, yep. he made it, he bolted. Yeah. Whatever. That's just me speculating. No, you're probably right. Um, I don't think that it's just going to open up like our main character no. of Star Wars Episode Seven is going to be, <laughs> you know, John Boyega, the black stormtrooper. Well, and we kind of already know there's stuff that's leaking. I've been trying to avoid I it. I haven't read I'm not going to say anything. Not going to yeah, say anything. Yeah, don't say anything because I've avoided all things story-related. I want it to be doled out by J.J. Abrams. I wanted well, this teaser to then, tell me yeah. some story bits. Well, this is it. Well, but this is what you know, this is in typical J.J. Abrams fashion. He's all about the mystery. If you saw that TED talk he did, it's about the mystery box. And if you watch any episode of Lost, you know that the answers aren't going to be very satisfying. It's the it's the journey no, well, along the, the way. Don't don't get me started on Lost because the answer would have been satisfying had he just stuck to his guns and just been like, "Yep, it's purgatory." You know, it, yeah, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah. And we've had this talk uh, before. Yeah, we, we've we've talked a long time about Probably this. Probably about the time I was recasting it in three or four different movies. <laughs> yes. The cast of Lost. Uh, uh, but, the, but I like that every shot in there is a mystery. Who is this person? Like, we've already dissected that first one. Uh-huh. You, you've surely seen online just the, the wars talking about the new lightsaber with the crossbar. And, like, yeah. oh, half people are like, oh, it's bullshit. And the other half are like, actually, it kind of makes sense. It makes, no, it does. It makes perfect sense. But at the same time, it doesn't. <laughs> to have that so close to your own hand, I know you, you're going to avoid having someone else cut your hand off, but you could cut your own hand off sure, now sure. with that technology. Well, maybe it's an older lightsaber. Maybe it, it's it like version be. point one. No, it could be. It, you know, when I first saw it, I felt like, oh, okay. So George Lucas in the prequel trilogy did a double-bladed lightsaber. Now we've got a three-bladed lightsaber. We don't have to escalate. It's okay to just go back. And that's kind of how I just in these early stages of speculation on the movie, mm-hmm. you know, there's this whole The Force Awakens. All right. But you know what? What I want to know is I want just little hints and tidbits about, like, the. I mean, it, the, if there's a Sith, there has to be a Sith. There has to be a bad guy. There has to be some kind of uh, antagonist in this movie. And what I'm gathering is it is the person that we see in the forest that has the handguard. I don't know. Um, is it? You th- I mean, that's what J.J. Abrams would lead you to believe. And that's then fucking, what you're supposed to believe is that a red lightsaber means Sith. Maybe. But that doesn't mean that a Jedi can't like, or just somebody, yeah. some just some random character came across this relic and yeah. is like, oh, I wonder what this is. Maybe he's and like, then he just got really good at fucking fighting. with He's it. like the Highlander of Jedi. Or Could he's be. absorbed another. Uh, maybe maybe it's Luke Skywalker. Maybe it's Christopher Lambert. Maybe <laughs> it is Luke Skywalker. Maybe it is, and that would make it very interesting. I However, know. the person that was in that costume looked a little too. In shape and, and like animated, lank, lank, uh, yeah. lanky, yeah, to be you know Mark Hamill, agreed, because that guy is out of shape. But you never uh, know. I liked some of the stuff that they did, where they introduced us to like things that were old but also new. Mm-hmm. So you know things oh. that were kind of familiar, like the the X wing, the the X wing. I love the way they look. Uh, I, I mean, everything seemed like such a weird, like static going one way or going the other way kind of shot. You know what I'm saying? Until we got to the the Millennium <laughs> the, Falcon, the then I felt like oh, it's a little too much. <laughs> so I was going to say you can't much. win. No, and, and and I'm sorry. You know that's. I know. Here's I here's the problem. Okay. Star Wars will always be for me. Mm-hmm. Uh. Even though I love it, I love it with all my heart, and and that's taking some of the faults. You know, even the prequels, I I still love Star Wars. The prequels are just kind of that black sheep on the on the saga. But to me, it's always going to be something I grew up with. Yeah, of course. And and An entire generation. As, mu- as much as I'm going to be like, well, I'm open to it. I'd like to see a new story. It's going to be hard because you're competing with memories that were made for over 37 years. Right. 
uh, of watching these movies and loving this story and diving into these characters. Yep. So it's really hard for me to be like, uh, that's uh, I, I open it with I, I welcome it with open arms. I want to, and, and I'm going I to try. Come to you. You know what? And that's what made it so hard for me to process episode one when I saw it the first time. I was thinking about that the other day, and wandering out of that theater on a you know on a damp uh-huh. Friday night. Uh, or was it a Thursday? Did it debut? Was the midnight showing on a Thursday? The midnight showing was so. on a yeah, Thursday yeah, yeah. night. I was certainly there. Um, I was there with one of my best friends from high school, and we were just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that was that was it. I couldn't tell if it was, well, like what you I said, the same I way. have so many preconceived notions. Yeah. It, it, I didn't know what to expect. I wanted Star maybe Wars it was back same, so badly. And I just didn't. Yeah. I have to watch it a couple more times to realize what it was. A steaming pile. It was crap. A steaming pile. I felt like... And you're not going to care as much about this as I do. Probably not. I felt like it looked too clean. I, I, but even compared to the prequels, even even compared to the prequels, I just and not like the settings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just the film, the, image. the way that it was shot. It's and so high definition. I know it's so clean and, and so yet, crisp. I'm hearing it was shot on film. Now, obviously, what we're seeing is a bunch of special effects stuff. Yeah, that they well, transferred to you and, know, digital and they and back it, well. To the film. thing was, he was shooting. With like what was he was like shooting with some kind of special equipment that let them add the post production effects while they were filming. Oh, one of the oh, so it was Did doing, you see it any was of doing that? like live motion capture. Yeah, no, but yeah. I know they can do that now. They were doing live yep. mocap while they were filming the movie, so it's like it would just be a person, but then in the camera it would be a stormtrooper. Yep, who would be like in this environment. Good. So I mean, I think that's good, and I think it's also bad. I, if do you remember watching the prequel trilogy and you saw like all those set pieces that were just created in a computer mm-hmm. and it was just Anakin and Obi-Wan walking in place, you know, as yeah. things were just around. I kind of feel like we're just upping that to another degree. Uh, you know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how you could tell that from a dozen shots in a 90-second trailer. I, 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 no, no, I, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not judging that from that. Okay. You know, I, I do say that it's it's a little too clean, but what I'm I'm taking that from when I watch the featurette of J.J. Abrams showing off the mocap oh, gotcha. live camera thing where it was showing all those effects it didn't quite look man I'm always going to miss the practical effects from the first Star Wars trilogy that's I think it's all going to kind of come down to that yeah but I'm going to try my hardest not to judge this new this new series of movies I'm based on that I'm already prepared for you to be a fucking Debbie Downer uh fuck I'm, you I'm, man no 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 this is what you do you did it with the the James Bond movie that came out that everyone was like oh Skyfall everybody loves Sky. I know I know I know I know I know but Skyfall. you have to. A lot to... of people have changed their fucking tune about Skyfall. Yeah, but you were or still the in Hobbit. the minority. Or the Hobbit. Uh, I don't think it, people changed their tune. I think people recognized it for what it was immediately. Yeah. I'm still going to see that third one though. Um, I challenge you. Go back and watch Skyfall. I again. know. Uh, no, I, I, I tell have, me it isn't Home Alone with James Bond. <laughs> I don't mind that third act. Oh. It's a little long. Um, but man, what a great villain! All right, yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> oh my God, Joe. Maybe we what? should talk about the movie we're here. To okay, talk about I guess today. we should. This just has because... been the editing bay. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we are the editing bay, though, on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Obviously, like we could do twenty minutes on a ninety-second trailer. Uh, and <laughs> you know, we talk about bad movies. Sometimes we talk about good movies, and they're just underappreciated. Whatever the case may be, we come here to this forum and we discuss it with each other and with you, our wonderful listeners. And as we're getting into the holiday spirit, Joel uh, decided we were going to kick off Christmas early. Yeah. Christmas with the Cranks with Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen. 
uh, with Dan Aykroyd making a, a special appearance as well. Yeah, I'll say. I didn't I had no idea he was in this movie. What made you decide on this one? Was it just you know a holiday movie and uh, we may as well? It's 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 the holiday season. And also, this was a recommendation uh, from who? I can't remember. I I, I hear these th- names and people yell them out, and I have this list that I keep on my iPhone. So it's somewhere <laughs> within the last twelve months it got added to this list. Probably around this time last year, and I was like, "Fuck it, we're, we're done with Christmas movies after yeah. Elves." Uh, we did Elves <laughs> after New Year's. Elves was amazing. Uh, Elves was a 2014 <laughs> episode here. My name is Dan Haggerty. <laughs> Why wasn't he on like the worst actor bit? Because the tonight, Dan Haggerty was like, fucking horrible. That, that and Thanksgiving and Birdemic I'm putting in the exact same category. It's not even fair. It's like beating up a handicapped kid. Did you it's have a good like, Thanksgiving, by the yeah, way? I did have a good Thanksgiving. That's yeah, we good. should talk about that, too. That's good. We did 20 minutes on Star Wars trailer. Like, it's oh, right. yeah, and there was some turkey. And it's all right. There. We'll be talking oh. about that Star Wars trailer even more as, as time comes. The mm. reason why, you know, I didn't feel so bad talking about the Star Wars trailer, though, yeah. was I don't have a whole lot to say about this movie. Oh, really? This right here. Those are my notes. Well, right these are there. mine, my friend. I have a lot. Holy of shit! Keeping, well, then, by all means, why track. don't you why don't you tell us about <laughs> Christmas with the Cranks? Christmas with the Cranks was, came out in two thousand four, November, right around the holiday season. Um, of course, this is when you release a movie like this, uh, based on a John Grisham novel, which I had no idea, called uh, Skipping, Skipping Christmas. Christmas. Which they should have titled this movie. Yeah. Nothing encapsulates what this movie's about more than those two words. Right. Skipping Christmas. Which they family. say like three or four times in the they movie. They do, I know. It maybe would have been a little too on the nose. You know, I always hate when they... Less less on the nose than Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Yeah, they, they should have changed the last name of the, of the characters. Yeah. Like it's way out. There's even like a whole... Well, they Grinch. make it sound like... They make it sound like it's... Yeah, like you said, it makes it sound like it's the Grinch. Like these people hate Christmas. Yeah. Christmas with the Cranks. They hate it. No, they love it. They're just... They're, they're not just even cranky they're about just, it. Yeah, they're just trying to do something else. <laughs> they just want to do something else, but their fucking Nazi neighbors yes. don't want to let them do this different thing. Like, they're being punished and by everyone just because they want to do something different. It's bizarre, and I'm not quite sure what the message is of this movie, but we'll get to that in a second. So let me do this sum up. So, sure. okay, okay, so, yeah, we have this uh, couple uh, played by Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, mid-aged couple, and we open up in an airport, and they're sending their little Blair this hot little blonde off to uh, she's joining the Peace Corps we uh-huh. later on, right? So she's going to be gone for holidays, and they're they're despondent. They're not sure what to do. They've never. It's always been for their eighteen years. You know, they always throw the big Christmas party, and the the entire neighborhood comes. And this year, you're not going to. And uh, twenty seven years is that how old she is? I think she was 27, 20, 25, 26. Hmm. One of those three. All right. Yeah. <laughs> as as the ages get closer, I feel <laughs> less uh, yeah. rapey about it. Actually. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Um, wow. she, she's pretty hot, right? A little hot blonde playing that. All right, cut this part out, Jeff. Um, no. So, <laughs> shaking his head. No. You never cut out the parts I tell you. <laughs> I listen afterwards, and I'm like, I cl- you can hear me say, cut this part out. And that's because he, he and I, discuss, we discuss what gets cut oh, out. Oh, in my absence? Wow. Yeah. Well, A I mean. coup. We uh, we do own the company. I was going to say, <laughs> it is your fucking network. Right. So go enough. ahead. Go ahead. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, so, Tim Allen comes up with this great idea. He's like, hey, you know what? He, he gets some calculations because apparently he's uh, he's good with numbers, like the Asian guy from Dark Knight. I'm good with or, calculation. Or the or the Asian guy from Harold and Kumar. <laughs> or uh, basically just all Asians, really. They're all yeah. good at math, right? Sorry. Apologies to the Asian community. Unless you really are good at math, in which case, uh, congratulations. Sorry. This is what happens when you give me <laughs> run of the mic. No, uh, yeah, so, please, uh, <laughs> please go ahead. So he's doing some calculations, and he takes it to Jimmy, Jimmy Lee Curtis and says, you know what, here, here, honey, here's the numbers. 6,000, what is it? 150. 6,127. Wow. Look yeah. at you. 
Why did you have that number memorized? I, I don't like know. I think Rain I made Man. up the twenty-seven because that was the end of uh, that was the girl. Oh, okay, I, you'll, but I know I it was six thousand one hundred something. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, way to go, uh, way to go, Rayman. So uh, <laughs> he says, he says, here's I'm a very we, excellent driver. Here's what we spent last year on decorations and entertainment and food and everything. And he's like, here's three thousand dollars that we could spend. And we can go on a cruise, ten day cruise. You, me, Caribbean or Bahamas or something. What do you think? And it takes some coercing, but she, she's, she's all about it. And it's not even a Saturday. Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And we have awkward. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Yes. But basically, the rest of the movie is. They're skipping Christmas, uh-huh. and the rest of the neighborhood is pissed because they always throw a kick-ass Christmas party, and they don't get it this year, Yeah, and everybody's selfish. Well, here's here's a huge problem with this whole thing is the fact that they're like, we're skipping Christmas, we're not doing it. And like he comes up with this rule of like full boycott. We don't do any of the stuff. And I'm like, I that's know. unnecessary. He, Why? He writes Why? a letter to all of his employees okay. and passes them out. I who will not be gives, celebrating who Christmas cares? this year. Who cares? Yeah. Hi, uh, Luther, I got your memo. <laughs> I don't care. Keep it to yourself. Why, why the fuck do I care? What, what is it? I don't. Why, who goes into their office and like writes a memo? And is like, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> I am skipping Christmas. This is Captain Passive Aggressive, right? Uh, <laughs> then just skip fucking Christmas. Yeah. It, you don't it, have to. I don't need a life story. Like, about there's this. a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is walking down the street and kids are like, "Merry Christmas," and she starts to respond, but she catches herself. It's like, just yeah, fucking just say, say it. it. Why just can't fu- you say it? Why can't you? Why can't you say it? Why can't you buy a fucking Christmas tree and still set it up? Exactly. I mean, the, his his neighbor across the street bought a tree, but he left town. Yeah. Why can't he do the same goddamn thing? What is the deal? They want to put Frosty on your roof. They don't even need you to do it. They're it's just fine. like, it's a neighborhood Let them thing. do it. Let us put up Frosty. And he's like, no, sense. no, no one's going to put up my Frosty. Why the hard Why? stance? Why? Exactly. This is like, it's like they approach this movie about like, these two are going to avoid Christmas like Harrison Ford is avoiding the score of the game in Air Force One. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. reason. There was absolutely no reason for so much impassioned yeah. avoidance when it comes to this. But Just go along with the flow. If someone says Merry Christmas, say it back. What the fuck? Yeah. But then it's at conflict. the same time, people need to chill the fuck out. Like the guy who she usually orders the cards from. Okay, yeah. When he like so, follows her into a restaurant. So wor- yeah, word starts to get out that they're 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 not celebrating this year. And uh yeah, I guess that's our that's our first encounter, right? The guy who sells Christmas cards. Yeah. I don't even know who the fuck like do, do you know the guy you buy Christmas cards from? No. no. Apparently it's a big deal. Yeah. In in, in I go to I go to CVS. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, I order them online. Nice cards. Amazon. Amazon yeah, exactly. Christmas cards. Um so yeah, he, he he follows her out of the store, and she goes you know, next door to a restaurant. And here's the guy who's like, "Why aren't you? So why aren't you getting Christmas cards this year?" Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fucking invasive little motherfucker. Did you notice too? After he left, he sat down at the table behind them. Oh yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is that? She's gonna keep he, an eye on. He her. went around and then he sat down at the table behind them and was talking to the other ladies. Like if you were watching the extras in the background, he's talking to them about how Spread. Mrs. Crank didn't want to order her cards this Spreading year. Spreading the word. Like what the fuck? Do they live? Where do they live? They live in like a suburb of Chicago, right? It's yeah, it is near Chicago. We see that. We see the skyline. It's a dropping her off at one can only presume is O'Hare Airport at the very beginning. Well, just, I asked this because it seemed like even though they. They lived in a suburb of Chicago. It felt like they lived in the fucking boonies. It's yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's upper upper middle class. Yeah, upper middle folks. class. But apparently, they can only go to this one like dirt grocery store to <laughs> oh, get yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. Like yeah. that's where she had to try to find that that fucking ham that her that her her daughter likes. There's one left. There's only one left. Like really, there isn't more stores in the fucking greater Chicago area. Well, it was the day before Christmas. But there's no other. 
Hams, no, like there's I, no other stores you could try. Yeah. Someone who's well-to-do, someone who averages $6,000 every fucking Christmas <laughs> could right? not fucking find a ham. I'm sorry, you know where to find some fucking ham. Uh, conflict, Joe's. Again, we need conflict. It's the same reason they... And that's the problem. Yeah. There's too much conflict in this movie. We've already introduced the fact that they're trying to avoid Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, and then the neighbors don't like it. Mm-hmm. So now there's the conflict with the neighbors. There's the kids want Frosty, uh, and then there's this whole bullshit about the, uh, the the daughter's decided to come home early. Yeah. She's decided to come home, so now everything needs to get fucking rectified. And then not only that... There's a fucking thief involved in this movie by what? the end. Of it. Yes. What the shit? Like, pick one thing. And, and, and you know what? They didn't focus on what they should have focused on this entire movie. This almost this entire fucking movie mm-hmm. should have kind of played out almost like Grumpy Old Men, where it was Tim Allen and the old guy across the street, that guy Walt. Right. Because they have this really, I got to tell you, like. Yeah. Me too. At, at, at one point in this movie, this movie that I was fucking bored to tears with, but <laughs> within like the last 15 to 20 minutes of this movie, something happens. Tim Allen, obviously, he can't have the cruise. He, he's got it. It's all paid for. He didn't get the travel insurance, so it's just going to go to waste. Mm-hmm. So they've got this neighbor across the street, this guy, Walt, who's just a grumpy old guy, always busts his balls uh, and, and is kind of mean to him. Yeah. Wife has got, cancer. His wife, you find out in the course of the movie, is diagnosed with cancer. Uh, and they're having kind of a rough go. It's their first Christmas where they're just trying to like cope with everything. So Tim Allen goes over there, invites them over to the party, and they're like, "No, we're gonna just stay here." Da 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 da. So uh, so he gives them the ham, and uh, and then they're like, "Well, thanks. You know, that's that's really nice." And he starts to walk back, and he sees his house full of the whole neighborhood that came together to put this fucking party together yep. at the last minute. Laughing for Blair, laughing, having a good time. And then he looks back across the street and sees the two old couple. They're just sitting there alone. You know, just trying to enjoy a simple dinner uh, at, in the worst part, in the worst moment of their lives. Uh, and so he ends up going back over to that house and he gives them the trip. And like, I, it started tugging at my yeah. heartstrings. Very I started sweet. getting a little teared up. I'm like, this is really sweet. You know what would have made this sweeter? If these two would have had a the more in- defined relationship the entire movie and like, you know, we got to see more of a back and forth. There was more of an animosity between these two, and then it pays off in the end in something like this. Joe, I thought he was a side character, the way they introduce him at the beginning. Like, he only has a couple of lines. He shows up every now and then. The Dan Aykroyd character is, is portrayed more as the antagonist. Yes. Like, his big reveal, and everybody keeps talking about Vic Frohmeyer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually kind of liked him in this role. Oh, no. And and I think I made that note. Uh, he hams it up. Where da, da, da. <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, the, yeah, no, I saw that. The ham, the Christmas. Oh, I, ham. okay. I didn't make a note about it, but no, I agree with you. Like I was ready to hate him because, especially this time frame, I couldn't stand Dan Aykroyd in movies. Is like this... I was just kind of uh, early two thousands, late nineties. I was so over fucking Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm watching this movie, and I'm like. Yeah, I like this character a lot, especially like when we get to the end and he starts taking charge, and like Tim Allen Isn't would tell great? him stuff. He's in, he's sitting in the back of the ambulance, and he's like, "Blair's coming home," and he would announce, "Blair's coming back yeah, home." Yeah, yeah, every little thing he says, and uh, sh- and she's expecting a party and a tree and Frosty. <laughs> All right, do you guys have a turkey? We have a smoked trout. Smoked trout. <laughs> but he announces it to the crowd. Smoked trout, everybody. <laughs> and they're all like, Ugh. That was the funniest part yeah, of this movie. Because so. I've got to tell you, I went an hour and a half and I didn't fucking crack a smile the entire time. The first two thirds of this movie uh, are are really painful. Yeah. On your eyes. Uh-huh. On, on your senses. Yeah. Mostly your eyes. We get to see more of Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis than 
than anybody should. Uh, there's <laughs> well, a whole at least scene more of Jamie Lee Curtis circa 2004 uh, than you, we should have. God knows what what she's packing now. The, the, you, you know no, what? No, no, she looks way better now. Does she really? Activia. Oh no, Activia. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she is a spokesperson for that. Yes, isn't she? she looks much better now. And so I had put together a graphic that I was oh. going to send you, and I forgot <laughs> to. But it was like it's a picture of. 1984, yeah. and it's Jamie Lee Curtis from the movie Perfect, yeah, like yes. that, where she's aerobicizing and stuff with John Travolta. Yeah, and then like so, 1984, 1994, True Lies, Ooh, where she's boxy. in the middle. Of, oh my Doing god, striptease. Still one of the sexiest moments in film yeah. ever. Uh, and then ten years later, two, dude, seriously, that that scene, okay, her dance in in yeah, True Lies. But at the end of the day, it's still Jamie Lee Curtis. And she Jamie was, Lee Curtis was fucking smoking hot. Hmm. She doesn't do it for me. Not anymore. No, because no, no, she's it fucking sixty years old. Wasn't even like the body. I like. I just never. Yeah, she was never. She's not my cup of tea. I got gotcha. you. Well, you know, do it for me. You prefer dicks. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so, then skipping forward to two thousand four to her yeah. in like the fucking tanning scene yeah. in this movie, which was uncomfortable. Uh, 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 seeing her uncle and listen. I'm all, hey, female empowerment, you know, all shapes and sizes, the human body's beautiful, it's great. I am I really looked up to her after having seen that, and I'm like, oh, good for you. you, know, don't, you, you she knows she's going to get criticism, she knows a couple of dickheads doing a podcast 10 years later are going to no, be no, talking no, no. about I'm gonna, her. I'm going to say this, though. No. She didn't look fucking horrible. No, no, no. She, she just doesn't like, look like the Jamie Lee Curtis that we remembered from True Lies she, or Taylor of Panama. She looks like you would expect she a 50-year-old like Jamie Lee. She looked she like did. a 40, 50-year-old mother. Exactly. Perfect role. I'm just saying he's very brave, very brave of her to uh, to and, shed it all. And also they stuffed her into a fucking bikini that was maybe two sizes too small. Not made for her. On purpose. Yeah. You know, to add to the effect of the film. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, what uh, was uncomfortable about it for me I was s- the priest. When the priest shows oh, up. Oh, yes. And then suddenly, like, everybody's crowding around the tanning the tanning okay. place. Did so you notice that? They're in a mall. Yeah, I know. Uh, so they're in a mall. I guess you know where they do they have tanning booths in malls? Sure. They probably. used to. I think they used to. But isn't there a little bit of privacy? Is is the front of the store just open to the food court? You know, where everybody, you know, the guys at the Sonic across the way and you can yeah? <laughs> Jeff is shaking I guess his head. So. The but do they is, allow think... people in bikinis to just like walk? Uh, probably. I, here's the thing. I feel like places I gotta start like, going to the mall more. I man. feel like <laughs> go to the ghetto mall. Uh, <laughs> I feel like places that like a tanning place, if it's in the mall, is going to be tucked away like where the salons and right? stuff are. And at least you have it's to not get gonna through. be out in like the middle of the atrium. And and certainly not open for all to see. There's gonna be some mahogany door that you're hiding behind. Yeah. Do you think uh, you think somebody owed Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley a favor? Is he but, in this? Yes. He was the fucking attendant that walked in. On, when Jamie Lee Curtis was tanning. That's fucking Squiggy. He, he walked into uh, the room and he was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. That was Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Wha- oh, that's kind of sad that I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> this big comeback. Yeah. Uh, and nobody else did too, no. obviously. Michael McKean sending him uh, security checks. Um, were you more Were you more uncomfortable with Jamie Lee Curtis or with Tim Allen? Tim Allen then follows in this exact same scene because they're both getting uh, tans. And he just looks he looks like a turkey. He looks like a Thanksgiving like stuffed turkey. Yeah. A couple pounds overweight. Again, it's fine. But he's wearing a Speedo. Packages hanging out. Uh, Joe, I, yeah, I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable in my own living room by myself watching this. But <laughs> I was more uncomfortable for the millions of families. <laughs> That's right. And then I'm freeze frame. <laughs> Oh, Tim. (laughs) I'm like Wilson peeking over the fence, (laughs) eyeing his package. Trouble over there, neighbor? (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. Um, And and, and yet humorous. Uh, No, I I I was felt uncomfortable for the millions of families that I pictured 
Okay. This came out Thanksgiving of what did we say? Two thousand four. Two thousand four. This is the type of movie you know they want. This is the holiday movie. This is like you got the kids in town, you got the grandparents. Well, we don't want to go watch you know fucking Disney movie yeah, we, that's for kids. We yeah. want the adults, and we don't want right? something that's too offensive. We can't do rated R. We can't do anything hard because we got to grab the kids along. We can't get a sitter. So this is this movie's rated PG. Uh huh. It's got uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor, and it's got uh, Chick from True Lies and other uh, assorted folks. Is that Ghostbusters? It's got Spangler. Yeah. No, not Spangler. No, 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 no. no. Uh, 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 it's, got, uh, it's got Ray Stans. Stans, thank you. Yes. I always forget his name. Um, now let's, okay, so all the family. So, you know, 12 for Christmas in the Cranks, sitting all in the front row. And then, like, there's sexual innuendo right off the top, you know, when they're talking, when she thinks they're going to have sex on the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. really springing this cruise on her. She's like, but getting it's ready. So, She's tossing it's, her it's hair. done in such a, like, milk toast manner. It's not even, okay, it's not sure. even a thing. But still, you have to explain. She's I, wearing her fucking turtlenecks the entire movie. <laughs> like, she unbuttons yeah, right. her vest, but she's got that turtleneck, and he's like, baby, button up your vest. And I'm like, what? She's still not showing anything, man. But you know how kids this are. This is trading places, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> In a movie with Trading Places, Dan Aykroyd, all over again, and there's no skin. <laughs> I, I just know there were a lot of uncomfortable shifting in seats from yeah. families having to sit there. But you know what? This movie did really well in the fucking box office. Did yeah. you check out and see how it did? It was made for $60 million and it and made uh, like almost $100 million. Just under, or just over ninety six, um, <sighs> And that was just domestically. Although, I guess with a movie like this that's so yeah, Judeo-Christian oriented... Seriously, not kidding. No, <laughs> They're not showing this in Saudi not, Arabia. You're not, and, and the thing is, it felt like even while watching this movie, mm-hmm. this movie felt like it could alienate like so many fucking audiences. It alienated me. I'm six thousand dollars for fucking Christmas. Like we got one present a year, and I'm not complaining. You know, it made, made me humble, made me appreciate what I'm, I had, I'm but certainly evil. didn't. Like, I wasn't. You know, you you bring it there, Joe. You talk about Europe. It's, it's you okay. talk about my movie theater. Did you with go to Europe? Screens? It's the final countdown. I can't wait for it to be 2015. I don't have to hear this anymore, please. That's right, because I'll stop once the clock strikes 2015. Well, at least it won't have been that year that I went to Europe. Uh, all right, so the uh, anyway, uncomfortable. The, it, it was. It, it was. It was a. It was a bit uncomfortable, and you know, you, you follow it up with the 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 priest. Who used to be on Newhart? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the actor. Like they threw so many people in this movie. Felicity Huffman's in this thing. I know she's uh, great. She's not. I great. mean, not in this movie. Not no. in this movie. She's sourpuss in this. Yeah, movie. Caroline yeah. Ray. Caroline Ray has is a bit this? role. This is the second Caroline Ray movie we've done. What was the other one? Tremors. Ready to Rumble. Oh, she is. That's yeah. right. She plays the wife. She's Eugenia. The ex-wife. Eugenia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So what else do you have for this? Because I know you've got like an entire thing of notes, and I think we've gone through all five of mine. This was basically just my stream of conscience as I was watching the movie. And so much of it has to do with how unlikable uh, the main The movie ca- is? The main characters, the movie in whole, but yeah, just the neighbors. Yeah. Like, okay, so obviously we're led to believe, like we're, we're, we're kind of rooting against the... Uh, Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis because yeah. they've they've angered the Christmas gods by you know denouncing you it. Mean, They're not going to celebrate. Jesus. Pretty much, yeah, the baby Jesus. <laughs> that's pretty much that's the Christmas god. Uh, but by denouncing, you're not going to celebrate, and so they must be punished throughout this entire movie. Ladies so and pu- gentlemen, give it up for the Lord of Christmas. <laughs> the Lord of Christmas. You wanted the best. You got the best. <laughs> Is that from something? The hottest Messiah in the world. No, it's you're I'm just doing, doing like, a, I'm doing the kiss intro, but for Jesus. <laughs> You're going to hell. Please go ahead. Dude, I was raised Catholic. I was told I was going to hell the moment I walked into Catholic school. This is why we get along. (laughs) Um, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, no, no, but so it's like, uh, so 
you know, the, the people that are going to teach us a lesson, very important lesson about the meaning of Christmas, are these crotchety old neighbors who it's like they're vindictive, they're yeah. they're they're conniving, uh-huh. uh, they're they're menacing. Really, they're they're like outside of their house and like yeah. staking them out. And no, this this movie was Invasion of the Body Snatchers for Christmas. <gasps> it totally was. Yeah. yeah, they're all on the front lawn. We just want Frosty. Just put up your frost. And I see there there is some comedy to be had with that premise. And I do like how. They play it up for, uh, you know, it's almost like they're being attacked. And she's crawling, you know, Jamie Lee, JLC, I'm going to start referring to her as that. <laughs> crawling around, you know, dr- hiding behind the curtains. You can't be seen. It's almost like they're at war. And, you know, get out of the house. There's so many scenes the shot with them looking out the window, acting like they're trying to hide. But it <laughs> looks like they're, like, standing in Thank plain you. fucking view. I know, they can clear. If I can see the people outside of the window and you're, you're not, like, creeping behind. Like, you're flat out standing in front of the window having a loud conversation. We spend, we spend three minutes sneaking up to the front window when the Christmas carolers start. Yeah, 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 yeah. They spend three minutes creeping up to the window just to stand mm-hmm. right in front of the window looking out and then closing the blinds. <laughs> That's my note right there in all caps. <laughs> that window was wide open. They can see you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not hiding from anybody. Uh, uh, the, uh, it just, it, it made it hard to sympathize with anybody in this movie. Yeah. Because you don't like the neighbors. They were so outright and aggressive with how like we're not celebrating any Christmas and I we're know. not doing this. But then also... The neighbors were so outright and aggressive with them. Joe, is like it there a, was nobody that was just kind of like a voice of reason kind of yes, character, except for when me the, yelling when, in my living room <laughs> when they're singing. They were singing carols and like they start doing like "We wish you a merry Christmas" like really, really quick aggressively. Or, wh- which was it? Was it Jingle Bells? It was Jingle Bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, yeah. singing Jingle Bells and like going faster and more aggressive. And we cut to Dan Aykroyd and he's like screaming lyrics at the door as if it's going to get their attention. And I'm like. Well, no, this is the act of an aggressor. Yeah. These, these are the barbarians at the gate right now. You, you catch more bees with honey. Yeah. You ever heard that expression? Right. And I think that's why this movie was a little too broad. Mm. They needed to narrow it down. This should have been... It could have still been the same story about a yeah. man and his wife who wanted to just leave town for Christmas. Yes. But the with the old man who lived across the street mm-hmm. who kept judging them for wanting to do their own thing. Yep. And you know what? The rest of the neighborhood was just like, whatever. But this old man just kept judging them. Mm-hmm. Not because he actually hated them, but because he actually enjoyed. Because that was the... You could have yep. had this monologue yep. about like, just because your house was always the most beautiful. Every year. I'd look out the front window and... I, I could look and see what you guys were up to, and it kind of made me. Yep. It made me feel that Christmas spirit. But now everything's was, changed. His wife is going. Everything's this changed, thing, and, and when I could really use it, is some normal. When when we could really. Oh, you know what? He could have even played like my wife would sit at that table and she'd watch you there guys you from the window, and it would bring her so much happiness, so much joy to see little Blair playing around or doing this or doing that. Yeah. That when we found out that you weren't celebrating Christmas, it was really. You know, it made me sad. It made me really wish that you guys could give that to her. Absolutely right. That would have been a powerful movie. That would have been a really great moment Mm -hmm. to build that relationship between them and have that. uh, That it it astounds me. It astounds me that a professional scriptwriter didn't go like, "Hey, let's narrow in on these people." And and that's the thing. It makes me wonder where. Sorry to cut you off. It makes me wonder where John Grisham stopped and Chris Columbus started. Oh, we didn't even mention that. So I, I hit play on Netflix. <laughs> oh yeah. The first thing I see is fourteen ninety two. Chris Columbus pictures. and Mark Radcliffe. And I was like, uh, Joe is not liking this right now. Yeah, this the, is the, the creative minds behind the, Home Alone. The and there were knell. definitely some Home Alone moments in yeah. this movie. The music in general is is very Williams esque. Oh yeah. And trying to tell you what to feel. There oh, here's where we cry. There was that. There's also Tim Allen. Like watering the sidewalk and shit to make it icy. Everybody slips. Uh, lawsuit. 
This is, I'm pretty sure, like, if John Grisham was sitting there watching the movie, he'd be going, uh, look, you know how I, like, write a whole bunch of law books and yeah, stuff? This yeah, is, no. this guy would get sued for this all this. This is criminal activity. This yeah. is intent for malice. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and in fact, somebody, she even calls that out, JLC does, in the scene afterwards. You know, somebody could have got hurt down there. Somebody could have died out there. Yeah. The poor cat. Oh, then the poor cat. <laughs> the cat. It was some horrible CG. What a waste of some CG effects. You didn't even need it. It wasn't funny. I want to know the people that went and saw that movie that were like, oh my gosh, and when the cat was frozen, it was just so hilarious. You know, I did read some reviews, and it made me uh, weep a little bit for humanity, because people were like, oh, this movie, on IMDb, you know, everybody rated it like two, and they said less than one star on Netflix. I didn't even see what the Rotten Tomatoes score was. Wow. But uh, on IMDb, there were some six stars, some seven stars, people standing up for it, and then you read the reviews, and it's like... The scene where uh, he gets liposuction, or not liposuction. Uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, Botox. A Botox, and he can't chew. I, did you enjoy that scene? No, Joe? I was Watching grossed out. food I was fall out, out of Tim Allen's old crotchety mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I was, I was disgusted watching yeah. that. Good, as you should However, be. there were two times in this movie that I was incredibly impressed with Tim Allen's dexterity. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's one part where Jamie Lee Curtis calls him up, and she's panicking because they want Frosty, and he's got the phone, and I guess he's got it like cradled, and he looks like the other direction, and it falls into his shirt pocket. I was like, that was pretty good oh, if, it was, if it was practical. Was it intentional? That was pr- I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, that was a pretty good catch. And then also when he's doing the food... And, like, it, it falls out, and it landed right on his on this, fork. I did catch I that like, one. Well, look at that. Tim Allen, twice in one movie. Yeah, photoshopped. Probably. <laughs> I mean, with that, with the masterful CG effects we had with that cat. <laughs> I know. There was that, and there was something else. Uh, oh, it's like when he's falling off the roof. Oh, my God. It turns into a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. It turned into the Polar Express. No, you know what it turned into? This movie, clear, this movie didn't decide what it wanted to be, but... Somebody on the set wanted it to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, it sure did. Like they, as they were making this, could picture decades and, you know, they're going to be showing this for 24 yeah. hours on TNT, oh, you know, yeah. just back to back to back. And it's people the will new love Christmas it. Christmas story. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. Uh, I don't know necessarily who to blame, but it was it was kind of a mess, like you said, until the end. Until the end. I got a little choked up too. The um, And I mourn the movie that that could have been. They, they, they introduced so many things that they, they really didn't need to. Like, the, the the cop the, characters the, the cop character well the cop characters yeah no you didn't need them the mm-hmm. only reason you needed the cop characters was because of the thief mm-hmm. but why did you need well, you the thief did. you didn't no. need the thief in that movie at all so like, the it thief, didn't serve any purpose so what happens is oh and that's all part of the okay so the cops played by Cheech Marin and Jake Busey Jake Busey which is a weird combination it's my son kind of worked though Gary Busey I liked Jake Busey. What happened to him? Uh, I don't know. He's, he's probably in, like can't get a job because everybody knows his father's a I fucking know, that's nut. A problem. Stay off the motorcycles, Jake. Um, but he, uh, he, so he and Cheech are picking up Blair from the airport. This is after we learn that after all their weeks of trying to give up Christmas, Blair surprises him. By the way, what a fucking bitch! I know, right? Calls them the day of and is like, from the I'm airport. coming home. She's at the airport. We're about to board by, by the way, I'll be home in eight hours. We're still going to have the party, right? The Christmas. So this is the 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 catalyst where uh, J- JLC decides, all right, Christmas is back on. We're decorating. Yeah. Um, I don't care what happens. You've got to go and do this and this. And so Dan Aykroyd being, or, or Vic Frohmeyer being the, uh, the, the, the powerhouse that he is, has yeah. connections with everybody. He has connections with the police. Uh-huh. So he sends Cheech and Jake. Cheech and Jake coming to NBC's this fall. <laughs> I like it to uh, to go pick up Blair from the airport, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but they're not quite ready on the on the ride back, so they're they're getting a signal. We need to slow. We need to stall. So they're like, "All right, well, let's go check out this alley where there's nobody there." Right. And uh, 
Turns out there's a there is a thief. There's a, a, yeah. a, a theft in progress. You know what I glossed over when they're picking up her, her up in the airport. So Blair's coming back with her new boyfriend, Enrique. 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 Uh, and so they're and holding the signs like the limousine drivers do, uh-huh. you know, written out, written out. So I mentioned that one of the cops is Cheech. Yeah. You don't think Cheech knows how to spell Enrique? <laughs> how fucking racist is that? I, I think that I th- they I go think for the they, cheap joke. They were just going for. I think it would have been funnier if he was carrying. I, I kind of do. They should have. But I, and and I realized after the fact he's clearly holding the sign that says Blair. Blair. He wants no part of this this nope. joke. And <laughs> like Enrique. I'm not holding that. There's no way. <laughs> Chong wouldn't have held it. Held it. Nope. He's, he's probably da- in jail. Dancing while they were with shooting. the Stars. Tommy Chong. <laughs> oh, did he do that? He made it to like the top five, man. Hey, way to go. Yeah, he's got a lot of fans voting See for him. See who says pot's bad for you. Smoke up, kids. Uh, so where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So we're in the, we're in the climax <laughs> right there, of the smoke movie. Up, kids. <laughs> you can't remember fucking what he said two seconds ago. C- cut that part out, Jeff. We're in the uh, we're in the climax of the movie, and yeah, they catch a robber. And so now there's this chase scene with Jake Busey. Uh, intercut between them decorating the house, with, yeah. you know, for Blair, and uh, they bring this robber back. He's in the back seat, and one of the kids, one of the side characters, lets him out. He prom- promises well, not, not to well, steal not anything. Well, not just that. The fact that like Cheech and fucking Jake Busey drove a thief in the back seat <laughs> with the fucking with Blair and Enrique. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Drove them to the fucking Crank's house. It's got to be against protocol. Brought the kids. Brought brought Blair and Enrique into the house, and then just hung out. To have some fucking snacks and drinks. Dude, they're playing. While the guy's in the fight. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing music. They're playing music. While the fucking guy is sitting in the fucking car. Freezing. Like, uh, you might need to take that perp downtown, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, I think that's probably higher up on the fucking proto. We got another Ferguson on our hands, yeah, man. Yeah. Look out. Seriously. Except that guy was, like, white bread. Oh, the, absolutely. The, the robber. There's no absolutely. way they could have cast this, him. This movie was very careful not to, like. Yes, offend. Not to offend, well, besides Ex- the Enrique thing. Oh, and besides my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about just from racial him. stereotypes yes. and stuff like that. It was it tried very hard. Like this was the most, again, the most mild film in the world. This, uh, I I cannot stress how unfunny this movie is. Yeah, it's pretty through it's pretty bad. Pretty much through majority of it. Mm-hmm. Even when you get to the vi- the the final part, it's not so much funny. No, it's just heartfelt. Like More you touching. finally get to some parts that are like, wow. This is really a touching moment in this film. Mm-hmm. It's a shame they didn't go a different direction with this, so that way the payoff would have been bigger. Speaking of another character, I just reminded Marty? myself of, yeah, that was introduced in the third act, yeah. Marty. So, there, Marty. so Christmas is back on. I love on. that character actor. I can't remember his name I do right too. now. I remember him I love from him. Night Court. I remember him from my cousin Vinny. When he, Shit, he, played, he is in that. He played the he? first defense attorney, yep. and he had the stutter. Oh god, he's great. Nobody's gonna remember that actor's name. And but, uh, I think he's passed away. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah, I yeah. Can't yeah. Remember I remember name. when he passed away. God, but oh gosh, maybe this was his last role. R.I.P. Marty. Um, <clears throat> oh, he just Marty. Went, he's not dead. Actually, he just went to the North Pole because we find out in his bug, his VW bug. Joe, the last ten seconds of the movie, we're almost over. The last ten seconds of this movie is like just a fucking whirlwind of like, what else can we shoehorn into this bitch I know. before we end it? It goes for uh, yeah. So we've had National Lampoon, we've had uh, we've had grum- a, grumpy old man, grumpy old man. Thank you. Had a bunch of other you know in this melting pot, and then literally the last ten seconds. The Frosty, the snowman that's on the, that's on the roof is we're doing this we're doing this this <laughs> Turns crane pullback. Fucking Michael Keaton, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from yeah. Jack, Jack Frost. Frost shows up. It animates and what does it do? Like it wave starts, with it the waves. camera. It waves with like a wink or whatever, and it's like got the hat. Yep. 
and like puts the hat back on. And, and then, then the Marty character, who we're <laughs> led to believe is this old home. Uh, again, this this hasn't been done before. Hello, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Homeless guy who's like dresses up as Santa, you know, during the holidays. Oh, surprise! He actually is Santa. Drives a BMW. No, not a BMW. VW, VW bug, bug. Pardon me. Yeah. Um, and it, there's eight reindeer attached to it. Flies towards the camera. Yeah. Supernatural twice. events flies towards the camera twice in the last ten seconds of this movie. Oh, Joe, yeah. why? What? All this like weird holiday magic at stop, the very end. Stop! Uh-huh. It's too much. Yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right that this could have been a sweet little movie if they would have pared it down. Would have been that little conflict between them. You wouldn't have hated the entire neighborhood. Right. You could have still had your little comedic bits in you there. You could have had Dan Aykroyd. His character still could have been around. Sure. Sure. You know, and and he could have played off well against both the guy who played Walt and against I Tim think Allen. So. And He's stuff. the guy passing information. Yeah. But he's still kind of a drill sergeant. Uh huh. Um, you know what? Yeah. It, it's almost like th- this movie. Could, I, I I've made a lot of comparisons while watching this to the Tom Hanks movie The Burbs. Oh, where it's like what this movie needed like was movie. a little bit more of that intimate feel of that movie The Burbs, where it's like just it's just these handful of neighbors just kind of interacting with each other. We don't explore too much further outside of this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever needed to go outside of this neighborhood. It could have just all taken place here and mostly focusing on Tim Allen and the guy Walt across the street yeah. with all the other side characters. It's just like flavor, just, you know, little side dishes along. But <laughs> instead, they try to do way too much with this. Yeah. There's no reason we needed to go back to Tim Allen. What did Tim Allen do for a living? Oh, in this movie? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. He's good with calculations. But he went, but he went to the fucking office like three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he put out a memo saying, like, I give, I'm give, i skipping Christmas. Yep. Why? It doesn't matter. We haven't met anybody you work with. Yep. There's no significant relationships in this office. So why does it fucking matter? We should have never left the neighborhood. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things we shouldn't have done. We should have never watched this movie, Joe. <laughs> I apologize. Well, it was your call. I know. Well, you know, it's holiday season, and this is a bad one. So uh, scratching this one off the list, finally. <laughs> so whoever recommended it. If if there were more than one person, good job, asshole. Thanks. No, no, no. We got some. We got some good fodder out of we it. Got, we got. We got. We got. We got some good mileage. What do you? And, and we talked about the Star Wars teaser. Yeah, we did. Well, uh, you were asking. A I was question. gonna. I was gonna jump right to your your line, which is, "What do you think this movie did? Do you start wrong or?" Right? Oh, really? Are you you're taking it over here? I mean, no, no. I'm just, no, no, no. I'm I like it. Along. I like. I like the. Uh, I like. I like the 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 shift. Feeling your pain. Uh, okay, what I thought this movie did right. Um. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, this, no, it really is. It's really tough. I thought Dan Aykroyd was good. Yes. Uh, I liked the guy who played Walt. He's a great character actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the, again, I loved the the that moment yeah. near the end, not the very end. Like there's this one little oasis just in the middle of this movie, and You're it takes right. place in the third act, and it's this one like really pure, really heartfelt part, and I really liked that. Yeah. I felt like that was where like Chris Columbus came in and was like, um... I don't like what else what you've been doing with this. <laughs> yeah. Let me just do this last bit. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was his touch. That was his Brad Bird. Like Ooh, yeah. let, me, let me just do this. He, this was his when Brad Bird came in and did like the Ratatouille. opening of Tron. Oh, my bad. And he built up the relationship between the father and the son before Wait a minute. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know this story. Yeah, he touched up the beginning of Tron to build up the father-son relationship. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like that was this was uh Chris Columbus's Brad Bird where he's like huh. Let me put something on here that might make it a little bit better. Well, I think that's what this movie did right. Yeah. I think as far as production standpoint, there's this movie didn't do anything wrong from a production standpoint. Like as far as the way it's shot, yeah. uh, I didn't think it was horrible. It's Technically okay. Yeah, it, it was, it's the kind of movie where if, if I had seen a much funnier movie still shot the same way, 
I wouldn't have complained about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation is nothing to... to no, and to... it's it's wonderful. It's a brilliant mm-hmm. script, though. It's a fantastic script. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I thought this movie did wrong mm-hmm. was that it, it didn't have a focus. It didn't have a main focus. It didn't know where it wanted to go from one, one moment to the next, and you could feel that as an audience member. Mm-hmm. You were like, whoa, what, what? I'm being pulled in like 8 million different directions, and that's not comfortable for an audience member. I no. need... I need some kind of a focus, some kind of a s- stability with somebody in this movie. Pick a conflict and go with it. Yeah. Uh, because I still don't know what the message is for this movie. Like like you, I didn't think don't it was... Don't do anything different. It, this was a Christian yes. movie it, where it's it like... It really was. It was... Do not ever try to do anything It was conformist. Out of the fo- exactly. Yeah. D- 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 yeah. Don't try to break free from the hive. Don't break the mold. Just we are keep the doing, Just keep doing what works. Resistance is futile. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think it was wholly unreasonable to... Hey, you're going to save half the money. And go on a trip. And go on a trip. You don't need the kids anymore. They were in a rut. Clearly, you know, this could have been an opportunity to rekindle their marriage, rekindle uh-huh. their romance. I would have liked to have seen, and you know, f- far more skilled filmmakers do this in movies, mm-hmm. where you start to see a physical evolution of characters as you see them kind of come together. Yes. Um, I th- I thought that like they that was where they were going to go with Jamie Lee Curtis being like all school marmed up. I thought by the end maybe she'd be a little bit more loose, uh, you know, not I don't want to use the term sexy, no, but, but she would have been a little bit vivacious. more loose, a little more vivacious. She would have found that life again. Mm-hmm. That you know, after after spending 27 years raising a child, like that's going to kind of take it out of you and so suddenly now they're alone and they've got their own but they found like a new life within each other. Yeah, it's a rediscovery. So we kind of like you said, you know, it kind of reinvigorates them a little bit and I would have liked to have seen that transformation take place physically with the characters yeah. and that didn't quite happen <laughs> instead it happened with fake tanning and Botox yeah that was the physical transformation what did you think the movie got. did right uh, you know what I didn't even butt in because you and I have the exact same thing I thought it did right the, that scene, that relationship at the end uh-huh. uh, and then the same thing wrong with it yeah which was uh, pretty much everything else no no it's just the message I don't know what the message is there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't because when you leave it up to us to try to figure out what the message is on our own when it comes to something like this we're going to come up with it's nonconformist no one goes into making art and I, I use art loosely here. Well, but these are artists. But nobody goes into making something like this and is like, you know, don't conform or or, or, or always conform, you know, don't be a nonconformist, always conform. Nobody creates a film to say a message like that. Right. Uh, so there had to have been, it started with a message. I guess the perfect person to ask would have been John Grisham. I was I'm just very curious say. what his reaction to this film was. Yeah, I don't know if he was involved at all. I mean, his name's in the credits. Yeah. Um, he didn't hate it so much to have it pulled. But he can't be proud of it, right? No. No, but, I wouldn't be. No. Uh, I didn't recast uh, too many on this. Yeah, I got uh, eight, looks like. Maybe nine. You've got eight. way more than me. Eight. Yeah, yeah. you've got way more than me. So I'm going to just go through mine and then let you do yours. Okay. Uh, all right. So starting with... I'm going to start from the top. Starting with Luther, the uh, the Tim Allen character. Oh, okay. I, I recast... I like, who's Luther? I recast <laughs> Vince Vaughn as Luther Crane. Oh, dude, great. Uh, and Nora... Which is funny because I had written this down this morning while we were while I was watching the movie, uh, but then Jeff and I just went and saw Horrible Bosses too for Afternoon Delight. I heard about that. I recast Nora as Jennifer Aniston. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. I think Vince? that they, I think they both play age appropriate for each other. They they could have a twenty year old daughter at this point. How many movies? That, okay, so they're in both of the Horrible Bosses movies. Vince Vaughn isn't in that. Oh, my bad. Oh, no, you're they, right. I'm thinking they of, did, no, no, uh, the breakup. The they breakup. did the breakup That's together. That's what I'm thinking of. I can't think of anything else that they did. Did they, they do another a, one? No, I think you're right. I thought they had good chemistry in there. Yeah, they That's, did all right. It's not a bad movie. It's flawed. 
okay, so then you've got their daughter, Blair. Yeah. Who I recast with Ashley Benson. She was in Spring Breakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Just, yeah. Some hottie She's in a bikini. This generation's Blair. The Vic Frohmeyer character. Vic Frohmeyer. I recast with John Goodman. Oh, of course. Because, uh, you know. In the Dan Aykroyd role. Uh, and then the Marty, the Marty slash Umbrella Santa character. Yep. Brian Cranston. I know I went to the Brian Cranston Ooh, well last week. Doesn't matter. But he's I great. love, he's my JGL. <laughs> I love me some Brian Cranston, and I will recast him in just about anything. Godzilla 2. Cast Brian Cranston as Godzilla. <laughs> I will be very happy with that. Oh, I just started watching. You'll be happy to know Breaking Bad over the weekend. Oh, Sat God, down and watched the so first good. three episodes in a row. Uh, and I'm 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 kind of hooked. Yeah, I can't wait. I have no idea where it's going to go. I from can't there. wait for you to finish it. So much happened in the first episode, and I was yes. like, "This is everything I knew about the show." Uh-huh. And they've wrapped it up in four. Like, I don't know. What, I don't know where they're going to take oh, it. Oh, sir, it's so good. Okay. And the thing is, you you're never going to feel worse about yourself. But at the same time, it's the best television. Like you'll never want to go back and revisit it. No. I, at least I don't. You I say don't... that, and yet the people are watching. I was watching it with uh, Jason and, and Jen and Andrea. Andrea's gone through it twice. Yeah, this is her third oh, time starting from the beginning. I don't. Get I it. couldn't do that. I no. couldn't re-experience something like that. Too much. I think it's just because Andrea likes in you know meeting new friends. <laughs> um, hey, thanks thanks for the invite, by the way. I, I'm sorry I didn't Listen, make it. Oh, oh I did invite uh, you. I thought yeah, you were no. being sarcastic first. No, so I, was I was like, being, wait a minute, you son I of a was, bitch. I did. I was being sincere. No, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I was sick. Uh, I got sick of like the me. day before. No, the day before Thanksgiving, I came down with a cold. Oh. And then I was carrying it like all weekend. I was telling Jeff, I was like, man, we finally had a really nice weekend. And I was Couldn't home fucking up. just coughing and sneezing the entire time. Were you home alone? It was horrible. Jim? No, not alone. Not the whole time. Yeah. I had some. Uh, the I had the sticky bandits show up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they were called? Yep. The they sticky, were the sticky. Well, bandits. they were the wet bandits initially, and then they the became the sticky bandits. They became the sticky bandits. Okay. Uh, all right. Oh, and then my director. Mm. Uh, even though I don't have Melissa McCarthy anywhere in this movie, I have Paul Feig. You know what? As my I was director. listening to Afternoon Delight. Was that this week's episode? Last week's episode? Yeah, uh, Saint Vincent. Yes, thank that you. was last week. Yeah, well, it makes me want to see it. I had no idea you hated Melissa McCarthy. I'm not a Melissa McCarthy fan. How, I don't. How I, can you not be? Uh, she's so lovable. You don't like that she's always. I don't doing like the fat that she, she's always playing the Chris Farley bit. She's always mm-hmm. doing the Chris Farley, uh, Will Ferrell bit. But, and, but you know what? But when she does shit like in Saint Vincent, she was fucking amazing. This is one. Okay, so I knew her as. Uh, uh, was her character named Sookie? Was she Sookie from uh, from Gilmore Girls? First, before yeah, I see, and this is your problem. Yeah, I've never, I've never watched. Gilmore uh, Girls. It's my Breaking Bad, basically. Wow, it's a really good. You should, you should, you should, I, uh, you should watch it. It's on Netflix now. Can Jeff, we, can I, we please take this to the audience shakes. and be like, would you, could, could you put Gilmore Girls up there with Breaking Bad? As far as uh, quality, consistency of quality, yes. Writing, Joe, you as a writer would appreciate Gilmore Girls. But some of the I've snappiest. It, I've, I bought my sister like all of the box sets, like in one year. Best Buy did. Best Buy did it. Will you shut the fuck up? Feeling Best Buy lonely. did a a deal where you could buy like you know. I, I think I bought all the box sets for like ten bucks a piece or wow. something, and I doled them out like. Over the course of a year, oh, really? I gave them to her for every holiday. Like Aww, fucking St. Patrick's Day, here's a copy of Gilmore Girls Season 2. <laughs> you know, Here's a copy of Gilmore Girls Season 3 just for this or uh-huh. whatever. So by the end of the year, she had every season of the show. And I sat there a, a few times and I watched a little bit with her. And I fucking hated the way these people talked to each other. They didn't talk with each other. They talked at one another. It's very Aaron like, there's no, There's no way that this mother and daughter could fucking... Uh, conjure the replies I know. to one another the way that? that they do while they talk. So as a writer, no, no, no. Uh, as a writer, 
I was a little delighted, but as a TV viewer, I was like, this is, I don't buy that these two are mother and daughter. I would much more buy that, like, they've been friends since high school. Sure. Okay. Well, and maybe, well, but see, I don't know that you start off the beginning because there's, there's, there's consternation there, Joe. There's, yeah. There's conflict. That's, um, a, that's a nice word. Thank you. Yeah. And I've, I've used a couple of them this episode, yeah, haven't you I? have. You've done really well. I'm on the ball. You're living up to your, 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 your Fred from, <laughs> from, uh, Scooby Doo look that you've got going on here. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. looking very, uh, very white bread myself today. <laughs> uh, all right. So, could be recast, that recast Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, what did you do? You did top to bottom, right? I sure did. Uh, but you can do no, whatever no, you want. I'm going to do the same thing. Do whatever so you like. In the Tim Allen role, uh, and maybe I'm just on a high with this guy. because Luther Crank. I saw uh, Birdman a couple of weeks ago, but um, Michael Keaton. Birdman. Pulling from uh, Jack Frost. Come I, together I with he, your hands. He needs another shot at a at a quality holiday film. Uh, so I'm going to give Has Michael Keaton Has he ever Keaton done a holiday film? Role. Has Mike, besides Jack Frost? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Processing. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know the name of him. You're such a robot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Andre Brower character from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I, I'm part of the Borg now. Mm-hmm. Resistance. All right, so Michael Keaton is Luther. My, Michael Keaton. Because, you know, and I want, I want like, uh, 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 shit, what's it called? Uh, daddy, Mommy's Daddy, what's it called from the 80s? Fucking stay-at-home dad. Mr. Mr. Mom. Mom. Jesus. Mommy, Daddy. I was doing so good with my <laughs> You know what we should remake it? Words. Let's remake it and call it Mommy, Daddy. <laughs> M- Mommy, Daddy with Michael <laughs> Keaton. Um, I like that Michael Keaton where he's like manic. Yeah. Uh, you know, can't you picture him like rushing to put up a Christmas tree and he's stealing it from the neighbors? Love Michael Keaton. My okay. favorite moment in that film, just to detract for a second. From Mommy, Daddy? Uh, my favorite moment in that film is when he has that the soap opera dream. Yeah, and he gets shot in his favorite shirt. <laughs> yeah, like, this was my favorite, <laughs> my favorite shirt. shirt. And then he dies. Yep. All right, go ahead. Terry That's Gar, man, back movie. in the day, Terry Gar. Oh, I should have recast her as my Jamie Lee Curtis, wow. my JLC. I didn't. I went with. Uh, actually, you know, <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I went with. Uh, I, I I saw Felicity Huffman in this movie, and yeah. you mentioned her earlier. I'm like, man, she could do this role. Uh, she's not my recast, though, but I, I I noticed that she was wasted here. She really was. Uh, but Tina Fey. Tina Fey is Tina my Jamie Fey's Lee Curtis. Not bad. Tina Fey yeah. and, and Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton. Formidable I mean, duo. Wow, what a, an age discrepancy between the two, though. You think so? Yeah, I don't buy that Tina Fey would have had a 20-year-old daughter. You Really? Yeah, uh, I don't buy I don't, I don't, well, I wouldn't quite buy 40s. that. Well, maybe when they were younger. Who knows? Yeah. When she was younger, maybe it's from uh, maybe it's Michael Keaton's my, from a previous marriage. My, Michael Keaton is rocking the fucking cradle. She would not be nearly as excited about that girl coming home to visit <laughs> if it were not of of her womb. Uh, the Dan Aykroyd character, Vic Frommeyer. Uh, how about De Niro adding a like little it, bit of uh, little, Christmas? Yeah, a little he, meet the meet the parents. Exactly, action. exactly. He, I, I I like him when he does comedy every now and then. Uh, Walt is the old neighbor who uh-huh. uh, has the the, the wife, uh, and they have that scene at the end that we like so much. How about Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson and I'd Michael love Keaton? to see Nicholson back on screen again. Yeah, I, know. I miss him. After uh, what's the one he did where he got naked with what's her name? About Schmidt. Yeah, there which you go. I found my Oscar screener copy of while I was unpacking boxes the other day. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, oh wow, you I totally have this. Still immediately used it as a coaster for your <laughs> drink. Uh, oh, and, and as far as uh, Walt's wife, uh, you know, we have Jack Nicholson. Let's pair her him up with Emma Thompson. She uh-huh. always does those roles well. Uh, I actually cast the two cops just because they show up so much here and they're a little bit of comic relief. So instead of Cheech Marin, I'm going to get George Lopez. He's 
He's our Cheech Marin. No, not our. And <laughs> Maybe also, yours, but he's not mine. And uh, our Jake Busey is uh, T.J. Miller, who you may have seen recently. Oh my from, god, uh, that, that was that, that's actually really well done. Well, you you I totally was, got the mouth breather thing going. I was on. I was watching Jake Busey, and I'm like, who does this motherfucker remind me of? <laughs> not Gary Busey, but uh, yeah, T.J. Miller, uh-huh. one of my favorite comedians. Uh, and then I, I had to do the Santa at the end. When we realized that that Marty character was indeed yeah. Santa Claus. It makes him a far more important character. It it kind of does. Yeah. Um, and I went ahead and recast. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done this before, Joe. But I've taken the lead from this movie, the original movie, and recast him in my own recast. So Tim Allen has some experience playing Holy shit. Uh, Santa Claus. He's got three films worth of experience. So let's bring him back as Santa Claus wow. in this movie. <laughs> and this is all going to be directed by a man who knows how to do a real Christmas movie. Uh, Love Actually's Richard Curtis. Nice. I love that movie. Dude, that movie. Do you know? Did I tell you that I saw that movie for the first time last year? You did. Yeah. You want to come see it? The Alamo Draft, Draft House. House. That's where I saw it last year. Oh, oh did you already? Well, yeah. uh, we're going to go on Monday. See it with us on Monday. Who's we? Uh, me, and, me and the girl. Yeah. Me and Jenna. So far. Very cool. We're opening it up. <laughs> that, that, Wait, that you're, going, you just you're going on Monday? Yeah. Oh, wow. After so it's Jeff, a, it's a, no, I, no, guess, no. I guess we're not going to be able to record. It's an 8 p.m. showing. Don't worry. I'm then you, better, you better show I'll up early. Time. I'll make time I might, for I might you, go. the listener. Let me know, let me know where you're sitting. Yeah. Don't, not now, uh, but let me know where you're sitting, okay. and uh, and maybe we will, because I I'd, just, I'd like to go. I should just announce it here on the podcast. I've got, I got tickets to the Die Hard screening on Christmas Eve. Oh, no way. Yeah. All right. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll cry together at both movies. We try to do How both. About that? Uh, we'll have that right. awkward moment where we both reach for the popcorn in the middle. Yeah, and, and then it, we just find my dick in <laughs> it. You realize there's a hole in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was uncomfortable. Let's wrap All right, up. so is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, not about this movie, no. Okay, so I'm going to try to go a, a different direction as we move on towards the holiday season. I can't wait. You know how Oprah does her favorite things? And I get a movie. And I think, you get a movie. I think, well, and that's kind of how we usually do it. Mm-hmm. But no, no, no. It's, it's you know, kind of like Oprah's favorite things. We're Now we're going to, I think we should share our favorite things <gasps> as we head towards the holiday season. Oh, yay. Uh, and so. No more bad movies? N- well, maybe not for this month because now we get to pick our favorite movies. <gasps> I yeah. love this idea, Joe. Uh, and so what I would like to start off with mm-hmm. is a movie that's very near and dear to my heart. I would, hold on, hold on. I would call it... Will you announce it like Oprah? I would call it... Yeah, I will. <laughs> I would call it the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Oh, yeah? I'm talking about Die Hard! <laughs> you just showed your hand a second ago. We were talking about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, uh, we are going to talk about the movie Die Fuck Hard yes. uh, next week here on The Editing Bay. This is a movie <laughs> that you should be familiar with. If not, little movie. Uh, get out from under the fucking rock you've been living under and uh, and go see it uh, post-haste because uh, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. And uh, and then I encourage you, the week <sighs> after that, Joel will get to pick I, I, uh, one of his favorite films. It doesn't have to be Christmas-themed, but obviously, you know, maybe try to keep, hmm. keep in the holiday spirit. Hmm. <laughs> I've got three in my head already. I've got, can, can we have, like, a, a no Christmas story rule, though? Oh, no. Well, that wouldn't even be... That's not cracking my top ten. I got you. It's not, uh, it's not cracking mine, either. Yeah. Uh, it's just Good. That, I like it, but... Whew. We don't uh, need 24 it, hours of a TNT. A. Settle the fuck. Pump the brakes, TNT. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, next week we're going to be talking about Die Hard. Um, if you have any thoughts about what we've talked about here today, about Christmas with the Cranks, our recasting, or, you know, hey, you know what? You guys were way off base about, like, what this movie was about. <laughs> Let us know about it. Go to our Facebook page. You can find us just in the search bar. Put in the editing bay. you find the girl with the bleeding eyes. And that is us. And then you can go ahead and tell us what you think about what 
we had to say or suggest other movies. Now, they probably won't get done before the new year yeah, like, uh, because this is all about our favorite things now. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, let us know what it is that you'd like us to talk about, and uh, we your your wish will be our command. And we've, uh, we've got a website too, right, Joe? We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. You go there, you can uh, find out all about the show, find out a little about ours, yours truly. Ours truly? How do you say it? When we it's truly. Plural? We truly. Truly. I was going to sing that madly, deeply, do. Oh, I was say, I went, I went Lionel Richie. Oh, oh, yeah, you truly did. I didn't even pick on it. Sorry. Uh, website. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, what's going on right now at the website are uh, the Eddie Awards. We've got the polls open. Eddie! Uh, Joe, you'll find this uh, shocking. A shocking surprise that I was not able to get <laughs> last week's uh, nominee, the, the categories that I announced on I, last week's. But, I know, I checked. But by the time you hear this, you'll have those up and you'll have two new categories. Those two new categories are uh, most polarizing film, uh-huh. uh, where you and I vehemently disagreed. Yes. Uh, maybe even Jeff had some disagreements as well, one of the categories. Uh, and then this is going to be... I, s- I smell tremors. This is going to be another... <laughs> Uh, could be another movie. I smell FDR. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, um, this is another another Audible. There'll be a YouTube clip to uh, accompany this category, which is uh, the worst butchering of the website by myself. <laughs> nice. Uh, there are at least four times where I fucked it up. Uh, you could decide which which one is uh, worse. So there'll be YouTube clips there on the uh, the old website and the Eddie Award page where you can uh, you can cast your vote. We've already got uh, into the double digits worth of. Wow. Uh, I didn't know that we had that many listeners. I, I so. didn't think. Thanks, you know, guys. Who's voting more than once? <laughs> Who is doing that? You know, I realized that as I, I did that myself. I was like, you know, I have no way of uh, really telling this correctly. So <laughs> you can totally game the system if you want to, listeners. He mentioned FDR a couple seconds ago. I was uh, I was driving around yesterday, not yesterday, like two three days ago, mm-hmm. and I was driving behind a car. The license plate was polio, and I thought of FDR <laughs> with the little shaky legs. <laughs> yes. See, that's I was a movie like, that stick with you. That guy's a werewolf. That <laughs> that movie will stick with you more than Christmas with the Cranks. Was it a werewolf or vampire? They were... Werewolves. Nazi. They were Nazi, Nazi werewolves. werewolves. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, do you have nominees in those categories? Uh, I, d- I do for... For the most polarizing? You want me to give you the most polarizing? Yeah, yeah, let's at least do that. It is FDR, American Badass, Tremors, uh, Independence Day. Oh, wow, that's right. And uh, Escape from Tomorrow, which is the <sighs> Disney movie, the, the one that was shot at <laughs> Disney World. Not a Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, I kind of liked it. Yeah, you wow. kind of hated we, everything about we, it. Jeff hated it too. That's, yeah, he's, that's on, true. he's on my side. If we're, yeah. If, well, I get him for FDR. You, get, and you got him for two. You got him for two. I got him for one. <laughs> Actually, what do you feel about Independence Day, Jeff? Yeah, I'll go neutral. All right, he's switching yeah, on that see? one. Uh, so yeah, so go to the website. And you can you can vote. Cast your votes there. That'll be our. That'll probably be our last episode of the year, then, right? Or maybe the, the first. The Eddie's. Of I think it's going to be the first of twenty fifteen. How we'll do it? Uh, and uh, yeah, just to let you know for that Eddie episode, we're, we're, we won't be reviewing a movie. We no, no, no. Just, it'll just be the Eddie Awards. We'll have fabulous guests mm-hmm. and or guest, and <laughs> and we'll take it from there. Be reminiscent about twenty ought fourteen or yeah, however they say it. That's right. Uh, and also, um, if. You've already been to the Facebook page. You've already liked it. You've already been to the website. You've already checked out everything we have there. You've already listened to and rated all of the other shows. Twitter. Uh, yes, we are now on Twitter. You can find us at the Editing Bay. Mm-hmm. That one actually does have a the at the Editing Bay. So that's your homework assignment. <laughs> We're getting you so confused right well, now. Follow us there. <coughs> uh, we'll, yes, uh, we'll like post some stuff. Like Joel said, if you do get us from uh, from iTunes. Do us a favor when you uh, when you download and and subscribe because uh, and I know I've mentioned this with Jeff, uh, subscribers get our shows about twelve hours earlier than everybody else. Notice that. So if you want to get our show a little bit earlier, 
you need to be subscribing on like iTunes or Android or whatever. And uh, and if you do, give us a little review. You know, go ahead and, and throw us some uh, like five stars. That would be nice. <laughs> and, uh, and and write out a review for us. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, it helps us as we try to gather all the materials we need to try to wrangle some sponsors into this thing. Because as much as we love Duncanville Bookstore, <laughs> uh, you know, we're pretty sure that they're sick of fucking us going, hey, man, you want to you wanna help us out with this? Oh, and by the way, I know you got my comic life coming to you guys, too, with <laughs> whatever. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, thank you for that we should, already. We in should advance. read the reviews that people leave for us. Would you that be an incentive? Like dramatic readings of it? Or, or just read them outright. If you read a review, maybe we'll read it on the air, and that'll yeah. be your, your reward. I think, I think for the next one, right. for our next show, we'll do that. No one's going to remember that. Uh, and that's even better. <laughs> we'll surprise them. With that. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up again next week. Die hard. Fucking we a. will catch you guys later. Jeff, thank you very much. And uh, and this has been the end of the See you later. Give me KIA, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.